It is Friday, March 18th, 2022. This is Baseball Today. That is my man, T. Ploof. I am Chris Rose. You are sipping your half-calf, decaf mocha latte with a twist. Is this cup number three in the morning or what? It's just black coffee, bro. Uh, I think this is number two. Ooh. I'll only go to number two, um, but I need to, I need to pick me up this morning. Oh, okay. Well, you yeah. know what? I'll pick you up with a little baseball. Please do. Uh, of course, the biggest signing in the baseball world was what you announced yesterday as you re-upped with John Boy Media. The second biggest signing in the Los Angeles area was Freddie Freeman this week. Six years, 162 mil. Did mm. you see him show up to the Dodgers spring training facility head to toe in a men in black suit, but holding a baseball glove? Bro, let me stop you right there. Men in black suit, no chance. This guy was looking excellent. I mean, absolutely dapper. I want to talk about the accessories. The suit was nice. It fit him perfect. Obviously, that he's going to have a tailor to do that for him. But right there, boom, you see the red bottom. Yeah. He's got the Louboutins on because he just got paid. My favorite accessory, though, is he doesn't have a briefcase. He's showing up to work. You know what he's got? A freaking gold glove. That is so show. <laughs> Freddie Freeman, let me tell you something, bro. You know you're in Hollywood now, and you showed up and you did the damn thing. I love it. I love everything about that. Uh, he's going to fit in great. He's got such a good personality, such a good ambassador for the sport, and I guess he'll fit kind of in the middle of that lineup as well. Uh, good luck, Dave Roberts, filling out that lineup card. Every I day. mean, I bro, for you. <laughs> we, t- we, t- we were talking to Dave. Great guy. Yeah, great guy. Fun. You know what? What's funny about him is he understands the talent that he has around him, and he's yeah. even said to us, "He's like, I just kind of let them do their thing." Yeah, he's smart. By the way, so it was funny. It was what, it was the two of us, BBD, Jimmy, Jake, and Joe's, and so I introduced, you know, Dave to everybody, and I finished up, and that's Joe's McFly. He goes, Joe's McFly. He's like, that's a great name. I gotta like come that. up with a nickname. So. Well, unfortunately for uh, Joe's McFly, his new nickname is Trader Joe's. So that's hilarious. That's, Greatest that's T-shirt ever. Go buy it today at uh, what is it? Shop John Boy Me- Shop dot John Boy Media. Is that what it? Dot com. Yeah. Thank you. All right, you let's it. get on to our list today. Uh, speaking of shopping, teams are still in the free agent market, going over the shelves and saying, "I'd like one of those, one of those, one of those." Jason Stark reported today that the Phillies are very close on bringing in free agent outfielder Nick Castellanos. Is that a perfect landing spot? Because we're also hearing several other teams, maybe the Marlins or the Padres are still kicking the tires there. I mean, I'm in on this move 100%. I love Castellanos as a ball player. I mean, I saw this kid come up third baseman for the uh, vaunted Detroit lineup back in like 2012 or 13. Uh, He's turned into just an absolute juggernaut at the plate. So he fits the Phillies lineups in that Phillies lineup in that regard, where he's going to bolster their offense even more. They brought in Schwarber as well. I'm not going to say it's the perfect fit, just because defensively, when you got all those guys in the lineup, it's not going to be too good. Especially if you're going to like DH Harper one day, you're going to have Schwarber and Castellanos in the corners there. So I don't love that, but dude, they need to do something. They need they need to get some more offense there. Uh, because I think that they're going to give up. They're still going to give up some runs. I've talked about the top part of their pitching staff as being really solid with Nola and Wheeler, but overall, I think they're going to give up some runs, and maybe now they're just like saying, we'll just drive in more than we let in. What do you think? Well, I do. You know, when we did our, our free agency draft many, many moons ago, um, I had Castellanos inking a deal with the Phillies, and I really believe from day one that's exactly where he should land. With how everything has transpired over the last several months, 
meaning pre-lockout and post-lockout. I think San Diego is a better fit for him. I really do. They've got a true center fielder in Trent Grisham that can really chase it down out there. They're not happy with their outfield situation. You know, Myers has been bandied about in trade talk forever. And I don't think they love having jerks and Profar out there as their starting left fielder, if that's the way they have to go. So I actually think that San Diego is a better fit for him, but I think Philly's fine. And mm-hmm. the Marlins, listen, they need bats. They need bats. I'm sick of them waiting for these young guys to get here and grow up. And you can sprinkle those young guys in because the one thing Derek Jeter did do before he left was revamp that farm system. Mm-hmm. But they need proven major leaguers in that lineup. It can't be two or three guys. They need to stretch the depth of that lineup. Are they spending or what, dude? Because we heard Jeter know. was out because they weren't going after Castellano specifically, right? That's what well, that was. Said. That was the report out there. Yes. Okay. Are, I mean, so they're not going after Castellano. So he's out. I mean, well, could you imagine if Derek Jeter leaves and then they bring in Castellanos? Then you really have to wonder what went wrong there. Yeah, I said that. If they start spending money after the deadline, then we'll figure something out, but they have it. And I don't right. think they're going to. I mean, it seems like Jeet's kind of saw the writing on the wall and was like, bro, I'm going to go live my life. So we both agree that we think he's going to end up in Philly. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, just- I hope so. I hope so. I think because I, I like the Phillies team and they have this window. It's a short window. Yes. I, think two, I think it's like a two or three year window. Like Harper's going to be there, but everybody else like is not. Uh. I would say yes, and I love – I think his attitude plays <clears throat> perfectly in Philly. I think it's going to be awesome. You can go five deep right there, like Jake Storielli. Five deep. Uh, you got Schwarber, Harper, Riomuto, Hoskins, and Castellanos. That's pretty nice. Pretty good. Not bad. rest of it we can talk about at a later time. Uh, Carlos Correa remains the top free agent on the board. Now that things have kind of shaken out a little bit, is there anywhere else he seems to fit other than Houston? I have a really great place for him to go. The Los Angeles Dodgers. Oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. Are you kidding me? Can you imagine if they did that? You had me a little bit. You had me on the edge of my seat. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I think he has to go back to Houston. Houston has, I think they played their hand perfectly because they still have Story out there and they still have Correa out there. And they're sitting pretty as is already without either of these guys in their lineup. Obviously, either one of these guys turns that 10 lineup into an 11. So I think Houston is the best fit for him. I hope he goes back there. There's been a lot of rumors. Apparently, a lot of guys in the clubhouse are like saying like they have a really good vibe that Carlos is coming yep. back. And if, if he does come back, Chris, I mean, it's going to be hard to pick against this team in the American League. I don't care what the Blue Jays did. You know, I don't care what the the Rays are going to do or any other uh, the White Sox. The Houston Astros have been done it, bro. Five mm-hmm. years in a row in the ALCS. They're they're the team to beat until proven otherwise. It is. It seems like the perfect landing spot based on how this game of shortstop musical chairs has gone as of late. But I will throw one other team out there. And it was one that was rumored pre lockout, but I haven't heard much since. The Detroit Tigers. Mm. I still think it fits. And everybody said, well, hold on. You just signed Javi Baez to a long-term deal. We can move Baez over to second. I think he oh, will yeah. gladly move himself over to second to accommodate the arrival of Carlos Correa. I like what they've done here in the offseason. I really do. I think trading for Tucker Barnhart, a really solid catcher that can lead a young pitching staff, 
Erod, he's not the most consistent guy to have at the top of a rotation, but he will give you solid innings. Uh, they just signed Andrew Chafin, a really underrated guy out of the bullpen. So they are making moves because they know that outside of the White Sox, there's not a solid number two in that division. There just isn't. And if you can stack up wins against teams like Minnesota, Cleveland, and Kansas City, whom you're mm. going to face a total of 57 times, then, hey, maybe you can squeeze into the playoffs. And then you never know. I like it. I mean, they've already offered him a contract at one point during the offseason, I believe, before the lockout. That's my understanding. And it was too low. But time's been changing. Yesterday's price is not today's price. It goes right. both ways, up, down. So uh, we'll, we'll see where it lands. I think at this point, if I'm Carlos Correa, and it's down to Detroit and to Houston, and the money's comparable, I think I just run it back. Oh, yeah, I no, I I, there's no question. Now, the que- here's the big question. Does he want to take a really short-term deal at a high AAV? He's young enough to do that for a year or two and then bounce back on the market. We've seen pitchers do this. We really haven't seen a lot of big-name players do it, position players, because they've been given six, seven-year deals. I, I, I don't think so. I think he's hitting free agency at the perfect time. So you capitalize. You cap, what did I just say? You capitalize. capitalize. I can't, I can't say that freaking word on that big year. And you try to go get $300 million as much as you can get it. He led major league baseball in war, right? He's young. He is postseason proven all that sort of stuff. Exactly. That's why you go get the money right now. But why, but it might not be out there. That's my point. I think right now, when is it going to, if it's not out there this year, when's it going to be out there? Why, why do you think in two years it's going to be out there when you're two years older and the teams can point to that and say, you're two years older, bro. And maybe you took a little dip. You're, this I'm guy s- is at the peak of his career right now, hitting free agency with a brand new CBA. This is the time to go get your money. Except that line. Seager already ate up more than 300 million of it, right? The Yankees already traded for a shortstop. Okay. Now that could change next year. That could change. They could move guys around the infield, and there could be a spot open there, depending on what they end up doing with Aaron Judge's contract situation, right? The question the- is, how many other teams are going to be willing to pay Carlos Correa more than $300 million right now? I don't, I don't see people lining up to do that right now. There's got to be a threshold for him. And he says, if I eclipse this threshold, I will sign a contract. And I don't know what that is. Is it? $250 million? Is it $275? I'm not really sure, but there's a point where he's, he's saying to himself, I've made it. This is, the, this is perfect timing for me. Let's go see how much I can get. And okay. if it's not there, if it's not like you're saying, it's not there, then he might have to do that. That's not his choice. 100%, that would not be his choice, but he might have to. A thousand percent, I, it's not his choice, but it might be the best choice because you don't think- And then what's that deal him, look like to you? You don't think there's part of him that says, all right, you know, Corey Seager's an excellent player. He's not better than I am. I guarantee you he's saying that. I, w- I wonder why the Rangers did that. Is it lefty hitter? Is that why? Injury history with Carlos Correa. I f- listen to this. This is a true story. I follow this, uh, this dude. He's an Angels kind of fan on Twitter. And uh, we got into it one day about the Angels pitching. And so, like, we had some friendly banter, followed each other. He was at Angels camp. 
He said he point blank asked Artie Moreno, are you signing Correa? And Artie Moreno said, no, he gets hurt too much. Do you think that's what teams are saying? Did anybody check the games played log of Corey Seager? Uh, yeah, maybe you're right. I mean, it, that doesn't make any sense. And then it, he should have followed it up with, would you sign Corey Seager? And if he gives you the same answer, well, no, he gets hurt too much. Then Artie Moreno doesn't want to sign anybody. I, except massive bats. Really? I guess that fits perfectly. He should sign him. All right. We got to speed through these last few questions. Okay. Sorry. Padres reportedly interested in both free agent world series, MVP, Jorge Soler and Yankees first baseman, Luke Voigt by a trade, which one makes more sense for that team? They both make sense, I guess, but they need outfield help. Don't they like, mm -hmm. can Luke Voigt play the outfield? No, no. And they have Hosmer. And that's a lot of money, so they have to get rid of him. So I think Solaire makes more sense for them. Um, but I, I would like to see Void on that team. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, once again, the, the, the universal DH opens up the discussion to both, if you want to go that direction. Uh, they're yeah. not – I don't think they're happy at left, right, or first right now. And they're definitely not happy with their shortstop being on the shelf for three months. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Um so, yeah, I think in order, I think Solaire makes the most sense because you don't have to give up anything except money. Then Voight makes sense because the Yankees are going to want something in return, although I don't think they're in much of a position to demand anything because the Padres would say, well, hold on. You have a first baseman. Like, if you got to eat it, eat it. We're not giving you a starting pitcher for Luke Voight. Like, that doesn't make sense. So yeah. um, I would say Solaire first, then Voight. I told Jimmy and Jake this. Voight came off a mass. It was the COVID season. Yep. Hit a bunch of homers. And I was Led like, the they league. need to trade this guy right now. His yep. value will never be higher. They were so pissed at me. They were so mad at me. But there's some times where that you, as a player and as an organization, you have to capitalize on big years like that. Hey, and they didn't do it. The Yankee fans, and it, it's really not Yankee fans. It's, it's fans. Like, we see something that we don't expect and it comes to fruition right and this has happened for decades uh kevin moss back in the day you're probably too young to remember him but he was i remember that shane spencer yeah like these guys they come out of nowhere and all of a sudden they're like you're like that's the yankee of the future if they had just pulled the trigger when they should have on certain deals they could have gotten something in return it's the toughest thing to figure out when is an ascending player, when does he hit his peak? And you're like, yeah, th this is where he's maxing out. And I would agree with you on the Luke Boyd. They missed an opportunity. Who, who was the guy that changed his shoe size with the Rangers and hit like 10 home runs in eight days? Do you remember that? Oh, uh, was that uh, – no, he was with the Tigers. That was Shelton. Uh, are you talking about Kevin Mench? It could be. Sound off in the, in the comments. I'm not sure if it's Mench or not. Kevin I don't think Mench it is. Had a uh, Bruce Bochy sized head, by the way. <laughs> like it's, it was always a tough. Dude, I love people with big heads. I don't know why. I always ask the question when it came to Bruce Bochy or Kevin Mench: Would you rather have a million dollars or Bochy's head full of quarters? Oh my god! So it's tough. It's not as easy a call as you think. You're right. You got to do the math a little bit. All right, let's move on to this. Vlad Guerrero Jr. said yesterday, last year was simply the trailer. Now you're going to see the movie, which means that, yeah, I was, I was, uh, okay, Robbie says it was Kevin Mench. There you go. Good, good call, Good job, Chris. Robbie Scirocco, producer extraordinaire. Um, anyway, Vlad making the point that, hey, listen, I was good. We were good. We about to be great. Give me the one player 
who's been solid so far in his career, but could explode to Vlad-like levels that he did a year ago? It's probably the easiest question you've ever given me. His name is Byron. Ever heard of him? Byron Buxton, Minnesota Twins center fielder. Wow. You saw the trailer last year, and that trailer went viral. Okay. 171. Do you know what that is? OPS plus. OPS plus. Playing platy glove center field. This guy's a superstar. He needs to stay on the field. He's 27 years old. 28 now, maybe? Let me see. Let me get your age up there, Brian. He just turned 28. He's in the prime of his career. He works hard, and he got the bag, so he's very secure, confident. This guy's going to go out there and show the world why he was the second overall pick in the 2012 draft. I love Byron. Everything about this guy is special. When you watch him play, you you audibly gasp. Byron is going to show the world. I think a lot of people in the baseball world know about him. This, this is one of those guys that should be talked about. Like he is Fernando Tatis hype level when he's on the field. Okay. So I can't wait to see Byron do his thing this year. That's the easiest call for me. I am excited for that. Uh, for me, I had it narrowed down to two guys. My runner up was Austin Riley who put together a great year last year, but I think okay. that I think now that Freddie's out that he's it's he and Acuna as the, as the face is moving forward. But the guy I'm going to pick is Kyle Tucker of the Houston Astros. He is as productive a player that we don't talk about in the major leagues. His OPS last year was 917. And you're thinking, well, what are his splits like? I think he's 920 against right-handers and 910 against lefties or something like that. It is incredible consistency, which means you don't ever have to take him out of the lineup. He's a good athlete. He stole 14 bags. He matched 30 homers, and yet don't mention him one bit. It's it's that lineup, bro. They have, I mean, I know it's Jordan came up and he kind of I guess overshadows overshadows Tucker. I mean, I, I guess I think people in Houston love this guy. Yeah, but, but nobody totally on a right. national perspective ever talks about him. Ever. You're, to- you're totally right. And this is why Houston is able to run it back year after year after year because they get guys like this coming up. When you have, I mean, to get a guy like this once in five years is incredible. But to get two guys like this, three guys like this, four, all these guys have come up with them. They didn't trade for any of these guys. Bregman, Altuve, Tucker, Jordan. Or did they trade for Jordan? Yeah, they did from the Dodgers. Dodgers. But like young. Yes, go ahead, Robbie. Got a breaking report from John Heyman. Luke Voigt traded to the Padres. Wow. Does not say. What are they going to do? What it. Uh, what they got in return, but yeah. So you were talking about farm systems. I mean, they probably didn't give up much for him. They could, if have. I had to guess. So you they keep your have. top guys in place. You get a little bit of uh, more offense when Tatis is out. Maybe that you try to balance that out for the first three months. Just run it out there, see what happens. Interesting though. I don't know where he's going to play other than DH. Right. I mean, because Hosmer, whether you Hosmer's like better or you defensively. Don't, and people exactly. That's a good glove over there. He's really consistent. Yeah. So he'll have to play first base, and and Voigt's gonna DH. I I don't. Has he ever played the outfield? I can look that up, but I don't want to. Dude, does he look like an outfielder? He looks like a softball yeah. outfielder. He looks like an outfielder from like the early two thousands, right? When they used to just put donkeys out there. Gosh, I missed that, dude. The Royals ruined 
everything in 2015. They had the horses out in the outfield and the horses out of the pen, and they ruined baseball for guys like me. Well, this will be interesting to see what goes back in return for the Yankees. Um, but I think it's a good, you know, it's solid. It's a solid move. I don't think there's any way unless they eat a substantial amount of Hosmer's contract that they can move him. Yeah, we'll see. I want to say this about Voight. I think we kind of trashed him a little bit today. At least I did, saying that the Yankees should have traded him. I think he's still a very good player and a very good bat. Like, he was hurt last year, still put up an above-average OPS+. plus. This guy could go off down in San Diego, and this could look like an absolute steal down there for Mr. Preller. So, way, I like the move. He had no, he really had no room in, he had no room for him in New York. So, it gives him an opportunity to, opportunity to continue to mash, make some money, and the Padres need this offense, like instant offense. I like it. So, here's the thing about Hosmer. And, I, by the way, you were not trashing him at all. That was okay. not trash. You, you did not trash him. Okay. Okay. Um, saying that a team should trade a guy, like that doesn't mean that you don't believe that he can be good. Just, I, I don't think that's fair. You're beating yourself up. So Hosmer, this is the interesting part of his deal that I forgot about. He'll make 21 mil this year, but then after that, it's only three years and 39 million. So it's 13 per, per year after this season. So if somehow the Padres oh, can deal. eat a substantial amount of this year, then it's not, you know, $13 million, you might be able to deal with that per year. You know, man, and Haas is such a, a good dude and a Great hard dude. worker. Like, I feel like someone can f- fix what ails him. Like, he needs to put the ball in the air more. Bottom line. And I feel like there's so many people that teach that now. Like, I don't know where the, the missing link is in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. I love Haas. All right, well, we got a little uh, lengthy today because of the breaking news, so we won't even do the last story today. Are we lengthy? Yeah, I want to, I want to keep it to, uh, to bite size. You know, you want, to have, like, you want to have a nice meal here. You don't want too much baseball today. How about day. this? Wander Franco, don't park in the team president's spot. It is funny. Okay. Kevin Cash had his car pulled out and put on the field. It was very oh, funny. Robbie's doing it. Just don't don't park in the president's spot. This in fact, happen. Neander was doing an interview at the time, I believe, and uh, Cash walked in and was like, "Dude, you got to come out to the field for five minutes," because Wander Franco parked in Neander's spot, and Cash was like, "That ain't gonna happen." So all the Braves are looking at it like, and there's Wander. Wander's reaction's great, dude. This is healthy hazing. You don't yes. want to go too far with the hazing, but you got to do a little bit of healthy hazing. Yeah, especially when he, you know. He got the money. He needs a little pushback. Hey, you want hazing? Go back to the 92 Toronto Blue Jays when Derek Bell yeah. was a rookie, and they did a fake fan appreciation day where Joe Carter and Dave Winfield took Bell's tricked-out car and brought it on the field <laughs> and said, we're giving this away to one lucky fan today. And Derek Bell, his facial expressions were reacting to it. He's like, he realizes, oh, my God, that's my car. And then he's really like, no, they're going to give away my car. Like, holy shit. I cannot believe this is happening. What kind of That's car funny. is that? Huh? What kind of car is that? I think me and you would look sick in that. I don't know, but that I, you don't see many like lime green cars out. Can you imagine me and you cruising Ventura Boulevard in that thing? All the honeys we'd get. <laughs> look at look at Bell's reaction. Please, if this is just audio only, join us on the YouTube channel today. And just even if you want to fast forward, you know, Robbie always leaves down there basically a little synopsis, a timestamp of everything. So he'll put this in there. It's good. 
All right, Ploofy, quickly, what do you have, John Boy Media? Nada, not until Monday, man. Okay. I'll see you cool. guys Monday. Uh, latest episode of the Rose Rotation with Moylan and Blevins is out. A lot of good traction on that one. A lot of great bullpen stories. This weekend, chatting it up with Lucas Giolito of the Chicago White Sox. And I think his brother, Casey, who's an actor whom we met out at spring training, is going to join us as well. So that'll be fun. Nice. That'll be coming out on Monday. All, All right. right. Uh, speaking of Monday, I will see you then. Everybody have a good, healthy weekend. Be safe out there. Special shout out to the one and only Robbie Scirocco. He's the best in the biz. We'll see you on Monday. Thanks for tuning in to Baseball Today.